It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Locked On Grizzlies. My name is Peter Edmiston. Thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday, and it's a big one because we've got a lot of trade deadline rumor to discuss. We'll talk a little bit about what happened last night, but my God, that was terrible, so we can't spend too much time discussing that, or we'll all get extremely depressed about what was uh, on the court in Atlanta. We'll talk about the new uh, valuations out by Forbes, a couple rumors I can knock down, some I can't, and uh, a whole lot more. All of it brought to you by a draft. It's Draft Wednesday, promo code Grizzlies. Get that draft app, Android, iPhone, you name it. It's awesome, and it's a great way for you to play fantasy basketball, really, or fantasy golf. Whatever you want to do, it's a great way to hang out with your friends and uh, spend some time kind of like, you know, reminiscing, keeping a nice little connection there, and you can have some fun doing it because what's more fun than, like, fantasy? The best part is the draft, right? Well, you could do that every time out, every day, single-day fantasy with your friends, win that money, and you don't have to have... It's not like these you know, big, huge apps where these sharks and these people that are using these algorithms and stuff. Forget about that. You can get it and you can win it yourself really easily. You don't have to be like that because it's different sizes of drafts, different sizes of competitions, some custom ones that you can do yourself. All of that is easy in the draft app. Again, get it for free from the App Store, Android, iOS, you name it. It's easy to get. Download it for free. Sign up, use a promo code LOGRIZZLIES and get a bonus on your first deposit thanks to our friends at Draft. Again, promo code LOGRIZZLIES. Draft Wednesday, knock it out. Have some fun with Draft Wednesday. Well, trade deadline is here. Let me get, first of all, just let's get let's get last night out of the way real fast, okay? I, I, I don't, I don't, I didn't like it. You didn't like it. It was horrible. They played, so we'll talk about it. It was brutal. My God. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks are one of the worst teams in the league. Now, listen, before I get too deep into this, it's good news that they lost. Make no mistake. I'm happy that they lost. You should be happy that the Grizzlies lost. It's just the way it happened. Against a really bad Atlanta team, the Grizzlies came out and were immediately disinterested in the game. J.B. Bickerstaff calls a timeout one minute in. Young players were throwing the ball all over the court. No one could do much of anything. Marcus All was just kind of over it. Uh, and uh, it, every single player, apart from Jermichael Green, had a turnover. Most of them had three or four. The Grizzlies finished with 27 turnovers. 27 turnovers. That's crazy. 27 turnovers. Throwing the ball over the place to Atlanta. Again, this is Atlanta. And the Hawks win 108-82. Could have been even more than that. Grizzlies just did not care. First quarter was horrible. Second quarter was passable. Second half was brutal all the way around. Ivan Rabb, probably the only guy to come out of this with any kind of consolation at all with his first double-double. 10 points, 11 rebounds. Was a plus two in a 26-point loss, so that is something. Um, But team was just not ever there mentally. Guards were horrible, throwing the ball all over the place, and just dumb turnovers. I mean, it it was, I think I can say without exaggeration, the worst performance I've seen from the Grizzlies in a decade. Just purely start-to-finish performance-wise, 
just awful. Didn't show up. So, you know, we'll see what happens tonight against the Jazz, a much better team and a team that's playing really well, having won six straight, including some wins, uh, big wins against the Spurs, blew out the Warriors. It's a good team. So um, you would expect the Jazz to win. Certainly cross your fingers, hope the Jazz win, because this tank race is incredibly tight. I just want to see a little more, uh, a little more spunk. Last two games have been problematic. The first two on the road trip, yeah, absolutely. Indiana could have won that game, maybe should have won that game. Detroit, same thing. Uh, could have won that game, maybe should have won that game. Got completely obliterated in the free throw disparity. But good, hard-fought games, all that stuff, you like it. Good positivity from the young players, you know, that, that stuff was good. But the last two, mm, Toronto you could understand. It's an afternoon game. It's Toronto's really good. They just blew out the Celtics. I mean, they're, they're a really good team. And then Atlanta, that's the one that's ugh, ugh. So, you know, better performance probably. The loss is fine, no problem there. Better performance, please, because that was, that was brutal to watch. Otherwise, it's going to be like me, you, a couple other dozen people, and that's it watching because no one's going to stick around to watch that kind of garbage for 30 more games. Um, tank race, before we talk trade deadline, quick update on the tank race. It's tight. It is tight. Ah, we're talking a game and a half separating one and eight. Orlando with a stunning win against Cleveland last night, doing the Grizzlies a big service. The Lakers continuing to win and taking themselves out of the mix. You got to worry now uh, about, you know, Brooklyn has gotten themselves back into it, which means Cleveland gets that pick. They're back into the the, the tank race. But otherwise, um, you know, even teams like Sacramento, the Bulls are really the problem. The Bulls have... Have, have, have rolled it in, and they are really starting to tank hard. So they're going to be a little bit of an issue. But it, this thing is so tight, and it, it's a big difference between finishing, you know, 6th, 7th, 8th, or 1st, 2nd, 3rd. I mean, huge, huge difference, and there's really a fraction of, of a, just a tiniest little little portion of the season that, that separates these, these teams. So, man, every loss matters, guys. Every loss matters. Now, trade deadline. Let's get to the latest. No one's traded yet. That's the latest. Um, Rumor. Okay, so Chris Mannix yesterday, Yahoo Sports reported that the Grizzlies are fielding calls on Mark Gasol. I communicated with the team source who indicated that is not the case, that they – now this all comes down to maybe a semantic discussion of what fielding a trade actually is. If you pick up the phone and someone says, hey – would you like to trade Marcus All for XYZ? And you say, no, I'm good. Did you field the trade offer? The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I mean, that's kind of the question to me. Did you actually field it if that were the case? I would say probably not, but maybe some people would say, yes, I guess you're supposed to instantly hang up the phone if the name comes up that you don't want to trade. Hey, would you like to trade Mark? Click! Maybe that's the only way you can get away with not having fielded a trade offer. I'm always reminded of the, the great... Story when the Grizzlies back 
I don't know, oh five maybe. Jerry West was still in charge. And Isaiah Thomas called Jerry West with an offer of an aging Penny Hardaway straight up for Pau Gasol. And Jerry West probably laughed. He certainly hung up the phone. And that was reported in the New York media as having been discussed as a trade offer. It was not discussed any more than, you know, you can call up any random person and ask them to go out with you on a date and they hang up in your face and you've discussed the prospect of going out. No, it's not discussion at all. But that's how it's reported. So remember, when you see these reports and you see these rumors and you see, uh, particularly in the next few hours, when things really start to intensify, rumor-wise, remember that the reason a rumor is out is because somebody wants it out. A lot of these discussions that have happened trade-wise, I mean, remember how quickly, uh, even go back to last week when Blake Griffin was traded from the Clippers to the uh, the Pistons. Now, everyone kind of knew. If you were associated with the league, you probably had heard that the Clippers were talking to some teams and that, that lots of stuff was on the table, including you know maybe even trading Blake Griffin. But the swiftness with which it was reported that they are talking to, boom, the deal is done. A couple hours. If you want it to stay quiet, it can stay quiet. If it goes out, it's because somebody wants it out, whether that's a player's agent who's trying to uh, gin up a little bit of discussion for his guy, whether it's a team trying to smoke out a few more offers, uh, you know, whatever it may be, there are reasons why stuff gets leaked to certain people. So think about that when you see these stories that start to come out. The climate for Tyreek Evans continues to be the same uh, as it has been. I guess there might be a little bit of difference with the discussion about Lou Williams and potentially getting a contract extension, if that takes him off the board in terms of, you know, being an option that the Clippers might trade, that would probably help the Grizzlies a little bit. But I still don't think it really changes the metrics of what you're you're talking about. You're still talking about a pretty decent handful of teams that are seriously interested in uh, Tyreek Evans. Boston, obviously, is very interested, and you saw last night why. They need some scoring. They need some punch. He would provide that for them. But Boston is sitting on a treasure trove, and they've still got you know, Gordon Hayward's potential return to come. I mean, they still got guys in reserve, and they can afford to play a very, very long game. They're, Danny Ainge has never been interested in short-term stuff. They've also got potential for doing something with Marcus Smart which could net them a first-round pick, and maybe they use that to get Tyreek, but I, I would say that's, to me, doubtful. Philadelphia, same kind of situation, where you know they, they have played better, but they could still use Tyreek. They could use some help. Bench scoring, everybody could really, in, in the East, could use a, a bench score. Um, are they willing to give up a first? Again, probably not. They have some interesting young players, and you could go with uh, you know a Korkmaz or a Bolden or... You know, somebody like that and a second-round pick maybe, that structure would make some sense. Uh, Same thing with Denver. I don't think Denver is going to give up a first for Tyreek, but I could absolutely see a a Moutier deal. I could absolutely see a Malik Beasley deal. Maybe both guys together uh, along with Tyreek and, you know, maybe something else to sweeten the pot depending on how those teams value it. I think the Grizzlies have certainly come into this, and I think still right now if somebody came – into the picture, whoever it would be, whether it's one of the existing teams that we've talked about, uh, one of these Eastern Conference teams that's in the mix, or whether it's a new suitor, 
if someone called and had a pretty good first-round pick that wasn't too heavily protected and wasn't too uh, you know, potentially fake, the Grizzlies would jump on that right now. It'd be done. That deal would be over. They are, they are, they are just waiting for that deal to potentially materialize. Maybe if you wait long enough, you see what's happened with Milwaukee. And not only did Malcolm Brogdon get hurt, but then Matthew Delvadova. Maybe they get desperate enough uh, to try to, to make a move. I, I doubt it, but, but maybe. If you wait long enough, maybe you can you know, make something like that come into play. And if it does, then the Grizzlies will take it. If it's a, if it's a first-round pick that has a chance to uh, be actually you know, given over, if it's a chance for that first-round pick to be legit and not to be you know, held over and held over and protected and protected to the point where it becomes you know, uh, a second or something like that, two seconds, whatever, whatever the norm would be for that kind of stuff, if it will actually kick in, I think they would do that deal. Again, provided that you're not talking about too much garbage coming back. You know, that, that's the other, the other issue, is that a deal with Philly, for example, they're going to want you to take Jared Bayless. We've talked about that. The Grizzlies are not interested, it would appear, at least at this point, in taking on that extra little bit of salary. That may be a prohibitive thing in getting a first-round pick from anybody, even in a market where Lou Williams off the board and teams are really desperate for that guy. There's still the buyout market to come. There are still other opportunities. You know, these teams may not think that it's worth that, especially in a very tough financial climate this offseason and on down the line. Um, that's going to be a tough sell for a lot of owners and a lot of front offices giving up that first. I think the Grizzlies are still probably hanging on in the hopes that that's going to happen, but uh, as the deadline approaches, it seems increasingly unlikely, which means you have to start looking at other deals. Now, do those other deals involve James Ennis? Potentially. Do they involve Brandon Wright? Potentially they do. Do they involve Jermichael Green? Yeah, I think that's a way to get around taking on some bad money. If you throw out Jermichael, who's under contract next year, that can make that a revenue-neutral proposition and make it a little easier to do. Again, that would all depend on structures of deals. I can tell you that the Grizzlies are not interested at all in trading Marcus Gasol. Again, you know, that's not to say that if something were to come along, I don't know, just some crazy deal that, that, that was offered, a ridiculous thing, then absolutely. Then, then they, could, they could trade him. It's not like they've taken him off the board completely. But in terms of, you know, are they looking to trade him? No. No, they, they are not looking to trade him. And I don't think that that's going to happen. Around the league, it's interesting, too, because it seems like there are a lot of teams uh, kind of waiting for another shoe to drop whether it's in their own situation or somebody else around the league. Cleveland just seems like a big domino that everyone is, is looking and waiting with great interest and in seeing exactly what they're going to do because, boy, it seems like they've got to do something. I don't know what they can do. They are a mess right now. They are only four games out of being out of the playoffs altogether. They're barely hanging on to home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. In my, in my world, they, they appear very likely to be out of that position altogether. I don't think they could win a first-round series the way they're playing. Now, presumably Isaiah Thomas is going to get much better. This is a tough way for him to come back into action, but he's played 14 games, and they have been bad. They are 7-14 and 14 in their last 21 games. Uh, it just feels like they need help. 
How will that come? I don't know that anyone wants Tristan Thompson's deal, J.R. Smith's deal. You know, Kevin Love is hurt. You know, maybe you could do something with him, but that makes it harder. LeBron, you're not trading LeBron for any number of different reasons, including the fact that he has a no-trade clause and it would be crazy. I don't know, man. I don't know what they do, but I think a lot of teams are looking at Cleveland and trying to see what they're going to do to assess uh, the situation. That's really true in the East because it really depends on how strongly these teams are going to go all in based on those types of moves. But I think we are on the cusp of seeing quite a few moves um, being made maybe on later on this afternoon, uh, certainly this evening. I think I think there's a little bit of a kind of a dam right now, but I think once that dam bursts, you'll see multiple small deals and maybe a couple of big ones too that, uh, that start flying on through. Uh, very sad news out of New York with Kristaps Porzingis uh, tearing his ACL out, obviously for the season, and quite a bit more than that. Brutal for the Knicks. Also uh, sad to report the passing of Tim Hardaway Jr. after uh, Giannis jumped over him. Greek freak literally jumped over him, Vince Carter style. Um, he was a great player, Tim Hardaway. He will be missed sorely. Go watch that play, man. Ugh, it's, there's no words. Insane. Insane. How athletic, how special uh, the Greek freak really is. And then finally, uh, from the Grizzlies' perspective, Forbes Valuations just came out on a Wednesday morning, and the Grizzlies are valued now at $1.025 billion. That's up pretty heavily from their valuation last year of seven ninety. Reminder that Robert Para in the, the group that bought the Grizzlies did so for $377 million back in 2012. Six years later, it is now uh, being valued at $1.025 billion with a B dollars. Crazy, crazy to see what has happened in the interim. And uh, while Forbes numbers are not gospel by any stretch of the imagination... I would imagine that that's going to be a very interesting point of discussion at the table with Steve Kaplan and this buy-sell um, showdown that is happening with, uh, with Kaplan and Strauss against Robert Para and his group. And you can rest assured that that's of great interest to them. Uh, as we saw with Houston being sold for, uh, it was about 130%, I think, of, of its Forbes valuation. Um, typically, those, those sale prices are up. So the Grizzlies being sold for 1.3, 1.4, 1.5 even. Uh, if that's the valuation, is it crazy? Uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe Para uh, sells and makes uh, a buttload of money in the process. I, it, it's, it's more fuel to the fire, and it makes this even more interesting. And obviously, the ownership situation is just hovers like a cloud over all of the discussions from the Grizzlies' standpoint. Uh, it affects their willingness to take on money. It affects their willingness to do stuff long-term. It is just, it is hard to have a long-term plan when you don't know who's going to own your team for sure and you don't know who's going to work, who you're going to work for, and you don't even know if you're in the front office if you're even going to be part of it. You really don't know. It's hard to be really, really, really forward-thinking when all of that is still very much up in the air. So what do they do? Um, I don't know. You know, does that affect anything? I'm not sure, but it's pretty fascinating to see that every team in the NBA is now valued at over a billion dollars, and uh, the league is in as good a health as it has been 
in, in quite a while. Obviously, we'll continue to keep you uh, keep you rolling here on Locked on Grizzlies as the trade deadline approaches. We'll have trade deadline specials. If anything breaks, I'll try to get you a, an emergency pod as quickly as I can. So uh, make sure to keep refreshing your feed, and I'll try to make sure you know on Twitter, at Peter Edmiston. Uh, when stuff is uh, coming out, you can find it there. Also, feel free to email me, pedmiston at gmail.com. That's pedmiston at gmail.com. Feel free to shoot me an email and let me know what you think about the pod. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you again tomorrow and maybe even earlier than that if, if something arises here on Locked on Grizzlies. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.